All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live nonstop Leafs talk starts now. Well, the first name has surfaced in Toronto's search for a new GM presented by Botano. It's the Wednesday edition of Lease Morning Take. Nick Alberga and the returning Jay Rosa. What's up, Rosie? How are you, buddy? How are you, dude? Yeah, good long weekend. Ready to catch up on all the drama. Why'd you say it that way? Because it's dramatic. You didn't know Cal Dubas is the best GM of all time. Sorry, I shouldn't bury him this quickly. He was a great GM for this franchise, but I aptly named this show Team Dubas or Team Shanny or something like that. It was Team Kyle and Team Shanny. Should mention a TSN hockey analyst, former captain in the NHL, uh, former Leaf executive. You have some ties to him, I believe, both with Tampa and Toronto. Dave Poulin is coming up in about 10. Looking forward to uh, getting his analysis, opinion, and everything around that and what transpired the last week here in Leafs Nation. Remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review wherever you're checking us out at the Leafs Nation 401 on YouTube, at the Leafs Nation 401 where you could subscribe. If you're watching right now and are not subscribed, I don't know what the hell you're doing, at the Leafs Nation 401. Additionally, we're available wherever you find your podcast. Just search uh, Leafs Morning Take, you'll find us. Don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest in all things Toronto Maple Leafs, thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns. Just looking at the chat briefly. Pretty hot today, as per usual, so get your thoughts, your aspirations for what's to come here in Leafs Nation. But for now, let's get over the boards. 
All right, Rosie. So I referenced off the top, the first concrete name has surfaced in Toronto's GM search. His name is Brad Living. Your thoughts? Yeah, well, that's interesting. Kind of close to home because, you know, I'm out west here. We follow the flames pretty closely. All my buddies do. And it's crazy how that guy went from a walking god for pulling together that deal last year you know he gets he gets Uyghur he gets Huberto everyone kind of knew Johnny was gonna go no one cared too much that Johnny was gonna leave I shouldn't say that but I mean he needed to go maybe to Chuck tough loss but it just seemed like he wasn't hanging around and for losing your guys and apparently having no power over that to to replace him with that kind of talent was he was he was a legend for pulling off that deal and then those guys uh you know especially huberto doesn't show up this year i mean the biggest fall from grace you can see point production wise and all of a sudden he's gone and he hasn't done anything and look at the look at the mess he left in in calgary and his naysayers are just tearing him apart but at the end of the day i think uh he's a pretty solid gm um, has he won a whole bunch being the GM? Maybe not, but uh, he's got experience all right. Um, I think that the deal he did pull together in Calgary remains a good deal. It's not his fault that uh, Huberto decided to shit his pants this year. And I think at the end of the day, that, <laughs> that trade could come back to be an, uh, an all right deal, hopefully anyway, for Calgary. So Treliving's 53. As you mentioned, he parted ways with Calgary in April. He spent nine years as Flames GM. He made the playoffs five times, never made it past round two. Five different head coaches. I think in 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 terms of uh, a checklist, I think he hits a lot of boxes. You mentioned experience, success, a bit of both. I mean, the, made the playoffs five out of nine years. I mentioned how hard it is to win in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Does he have the ability to make the big move? I would say yes. Made the Matthew Kachuk one, Dougie Hamilton. There are others. Like he's not involved or not afraid, I should say, to get his hands dirty. And that's another sort of aspect to look at in this position. He has experience in a big-time hockey market, right? Being in Calgary, the media is really, really strong and active there as it is for the majority of Canada. And you need that in Toronto. So for me, I think he checks a lot of boxes, but you're going to get the Dubas side. They're not going to be happy with any decision. I can tell you that right now, Rosie. Yeah, if anyone's in love with Dubas still, it doesn't matter who they bring in. They're going to be naysayers and people picking the person apart. Personally, I still got, I like Ray Shero and don't understand why he's not part of the conversation. But that being said, um, I'm more curious about who they bring in. What are, what is his philosophy on hockey? Um, I imagine it's going to be up to him to make a decision on the coach and what type of coach does he want to have involved? How does he want to coach the team? What time, what type of team are we going to build? And I think, you know, my thoughts on that, this team needs to get, uh, some more jam and some more FU and some more, you know, playoff character in their locker room because these hundred point seasons aren't, aren't getting the job done in the playoffs. So I think that needs to be addressed and whoever comes in, that's my number one concern is, is what's, what direction is he going in, uh, in reference to getting a playoff hockey team ready here? And of course, very curious to see uh, what transpires in terms of other names coming to the forefront. Uh, I would just, it's, it's always intriguing and it's too early to call Bradshaw living a front runner, but there is a reason why they spoke to this guy first. No. I would think so. I mean, he's a big name. He's just coming off the hot seat there. He's he doesn't have any uh, any dust to knock off or cobwebs. He's he's plugged yeah. right in, right? So and you know the season didn't go the way they wanted. They made an obvious directional change with Sutter and himself. And I mean, I think if if you know those guys that that are there had a better season we wouldn't even be having this conversation but that's the way of the business and he's available so i can understand why he's the front runner and uh 
you know, it's not just him that uh, that is a viable option, remember. So he's the yeah. name that's popping up right now, and we'll just see where it goes. Whoever takes this job, uh, there's a lot to do, I would say, Rosie, the next 37 days, I believe, until July 1st. And there's a couple of no-movement clauses that kick in in the form of Austin Matthews and I believe Mitch Marner as well. What's your level of concern right now with Matthews? We had this conversation a week ago before everything went down with Dubas and Shanahan, and we thought Dubas was coming back. Has your, has your level of concern wavered that they'll be able to re-sign Austin Matthews long-term here? Um, it's tough to say, man. I mean, some people just say, oh, he was so tight with Dubas and, uh, he's not going to want to resign back with it. It's like, how the hell do you know that? Like he, I bet you he hasn't even told anyone that besides his agent, you know, like we don't know what the deal is with that. And, um, it'll depend on who's coaching the team in my mind. I think that that's the big deal to Austin Matthews is, is who's coaching this thing. Okay. Bring in xyz for a general manager but who's coaching me day in and day out and what's his philosophy and and how does he handle me as a as a player and if i'm going to sign here for the next call it eight years or whatever he's going to put together i think he's going to want to know what that setup is so i do i truly don't believe that austin matthews even knows what he's going to do right now even though kyle dubas has departed i don't think that uh they're that joined at the hip by any stretch you can speak to this as a former player in the national league if people are so caught up on the fact that Austin Matthews, and granted, he may have had the best relationship ever with Kyle Dubas, if he's going to hang his hat on this and take his ball and go home because Kyle Dubas is gone, I just think that's the wrong way to look at it, dude. Like, any player would comprehend it's a fucking business, right? Like, shit happens. Sometimes stuff you don't want to happen happens. It happens every offseason in the NHL. And this notion that, oh, Austin Matthews is going to sulk now, he's pissed, his buddy got canned, or is is not coming back. I think it's a ridiculous, ridiculous narrative, Rosie. Yeah, that is, uh, you know, that's kind of dramatic and, and diva-ish and immature. And I mean, this is a business. And I mean, like I said, I don't, I don't know why the narrative is that way. Maybe I'm just out of touch and they are that tight and they're that close. But if you want to play in the NHL for 20 years, which I imagine he's planning on doing, you're not going to follow around your, your buddy all, all career long. <laughs> so I don't imagine that is the case. And again, uh, my biggest thing is figuring out, does he want to be here? And I think you got to get your GM in place, get a coach in place, whether you're sticking with Keith or not, and then talk to Austin Matthews and get an understanding of where his head's at. Because if it's not where you want it to be, I mean, you got to start thinking some some pretty big deals uh, getting put in place here. As far as if he doesn't want to be here, you got to maximize your return for that guy ASAP. So lots going on, man. So much more this spring than I than I anticipated. But it's uh, it's wicked because we're all sitting here waiting and analyzing and guessing, and it's it's just nothing but more action to come. That's for sure. And it's great for business. That's all that matters here on Leafs Morning Take. Nick Alberga and Jay Rosso, let's bring in today's guest, former executive in the league, TSN hockey analyst, former captain for a player in the NHL. It's uh, Dave Poulin. What's happening, Dave? Gentlemen, I'm smiling. I just caught the tail end of your little chat about relationship between a player and a general manager. And in Philadelphia, my teammate and close friend, Bob Clark, became general manager. Then we had kind of a complex relationship because I was the captain, he was the GM, and Mike Keenan was the head coach. So there were many times when the captain was the buffer between the head coach and the GM. But to show you about the business, uh, when my phone rang one afternoon in Pittsburgh on a road trip, my roommate Rick Tonkin picked up the phone and handed it to me. It was Clarkie, 
and he just said, uh, Davey, I just traded you to Boston. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> so it wasn't like, hey, you're a great friend, and we've been together a long time, and we've done some great things together, and we went to the finals. And no, it was like, uh, Davey, I, I just traded you to Boston. Oh, thanks, it's, Bob. Thanks yeah, I know. It's, business, it, eh? it's just, it, it's a business. It's a I think business. it's. It, you know, I'm in the media and, and exactly I'm in the media and you guys are in the media now too. And Dave, you as well with TSN, like you lose sight of that sometimes, like even watching the, the B roll, if you will, of, of Shanahan and Dubas, uh, Dubas, excuse me, going back and forth. Like, you know, I know they were buddies, but like, sometimes you got to make tough decisions. Uh, but ultimately what was your read on what's transpired the last week and a half here? Well, go back to last Monday. And I think Kyle Dubas caught everybody by surprise on Monday, uh, including his own camp. And that's pretty unusual. Usually you'd have a good sense of what the narrative was going to be, what the messaging was going to be. And, and once again, guys, we know what we hear secondhand. You know, we're not privy to the conversations inside. But the candor and emotion of Kyle Dubas that day was very real. It was also like the candor of emotion of a lot of people right when the season ends. You know, and like when the season ends you're so beat up and there's so much emotion and it's so it's so it's physical it's mental it's you're not sleeping you're you've got a million thoughts racing through your head and and i think that's why brandon shanahan didn't want kyle dubas to talk to the press that day let's let things calm down like so when a game ends there's a cooling off period before we would let randy carlisle or ron wilson go up to the microphone for a reason for a reason like randy you're not going out there right now like this way and so i think that was the first part of it and then the week transpired as it did but we only got the week through the eyes of brennan shanahan which was the messaging on friday and the message on friday afternoon caught everyone by surprise without a doubt that they were in fact moving on from kyle Davis. so i think at some point we'll find out what went on back and forth in that week from both sides of the equation. Now, Kyle did send a note out yesterday. Uh, uh, he sent a release from his family. But the points that he made that day, guys, that it was family related. And we have to appreciate that. We have to understand that um, in today's world, we simply do. And, and if those were all the reasons that he was saying, I'm either, the hard part is he said, I'm either going to be the general manager of the Leafs, or I'm going to be out. I'm going to take some time. I'm not going to surface somewhere else. And I don't see even the circumstances changing how or why the final decision was made in Toronto. I don't see how that changes how he shows up right after in Pittsburgh, if in fact he does. Yeah, and pools obviously something went wrong as far as, you know, they were close, but they were also fragile enough to have it fall apart that fast. Take us through, I mean, not very many people know what happens in an NHL locker room, but I think even fewer knows what happens in those offices and closed doors when NHL brass and the executives are all talking. Your experience being in multiple different organizations, is it that often that there is a power struggle? Is there... Um, you know, uh, um, jargoning for ideas and to move forward with this direction. Does that happen more often than people think? Yes, and it's healthy. And you want people with different opinions in the room. If I'm sitting in the room with five people, the last thing I want is five people that agree with everything I say. And that's why they're there is because they're different opinions. And I think you'd be shocked if you knew some of the things that were discussed in a room 
about key players and but it but it stays in the room and yeah. and so it also changes i would think rosie from the time when kyle dubes took over in toronto well he was when he first came in he was what 28 years old yeah well had no nhl experience at all so you're going to change over time and your relationship with your boss is going to change and the input's going to change and that should all be expected and even in terms of latitude it's going to it change it's going to evolve but i think people would be stunned if they knew some of the topics that were talked about in the privacy of a management room i mean it's almost in the privacy of your home and you say things sometimes and you're like oh i can't use my loud voice on that one <laughs> i can't say that anywhere outside the house it's the exact same yeah. way in an office and even in terms of of trading star players and things names come up like even between general managers it, there's a reason trades happen between certain teams because there's a trust level between general managers but it's not unusual to call and say hey i know you love your guy there but if you're ever thinking of trading them look make sure i'm on the list i'm you know and the guy he's talking about i have no intention of trading i have no and, and, but it plants a seed in your mind right and so yeah those conversations rosie happen way more than players would be comfortable with and that people would be comfortable with <laughs> Yeah, and I, I think people are naive if they don't know that's happening behind the scenes. Like, it has to be. Uh, it really is crazy. And it's intriguing as well, sort of the GM search here, Dave. Is there a definitive name that sticks out for you right off the bat? Really the only one we've heard, uh, Brad Trilliving. But the process, guys, in a different chapter in my life, uh, I was in the executive search business, not sports-related. And so if a search goes on, the first thing you do is you build a job description for the search. And you work in the search firm would work with the principal and the company and say, okay, here's what we want from the job. These are the certain, he has to have this, 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 and this. Um, this, these three things I'd like, but I don't have to have. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Oh no, I think we lost him. <laughs> Beautiful technology. Yeah, I guess uh, we'll we'll try to get Dave back in the mix here. I know he's got a couple minutes remaining. I was really curious to hear that answer too, damn it. It always seems to be that but way, right? But uh, yeah. It is curious. Like that's what it becomes. You become a headhunter, right? Like here's, you got to put together all the pieces of your organization, all the people that are there are going to stay there and who works well with what and what is our mantra and our mission statement and is that changing down the road? And if we make this change to this guy, is he going to fit with all these people? And you just become a headhunter. And that's before you even get thinking about talking about hockey or players or on ice performance, right? There's just so much that goes into it. And, you know, everyone's sitting here going, who's the GM going to be? It's like, fuck, that is a massive decision that could last a decade. So I understand the, you know, the, 
I mean, I know it's uh, they're under a gun to get some stuff going and they need to get the wheels going, but this is a huge decision that uh, I don't think anyone should be or is taking lightly over there. Well, that's a fascinating thing to me is like Brendan Shanahan said, they don't want to rush this decision making, but like uh, they sort of do. Uh, and I know we have Dave back. Dave, I just want your answer on that quickly. I know you got to fly, but just your thoughts on, on Brad Living and that whole process, please. Well, the time frame, I mean, bringing eyes in from another organization, how did he perceive the leaves? How does he perceive the core four? Does he think they have to be broken up? Like that would be a fresh look and fresh ideas. And, and Brennan Shannon came in, you know, and it, once again, this is all reported that he did call the core four and say intentions were to keep it together. Well, what if a new guy says, I think they'd be way better with some sort of split up here. And the problem here, guys, July 1st is looming. And once you give Austin Matthews is no move, Mitch Marner is no move, and Willie Nylander is no trade, you've lost some form of control here. So that's the issue, is July 1st is a real date. It's a hard date, and it loses a lot of control for the organization. It does. It it's does. Uh, I know you got to fly, Dave. Uh, thank you so much for coming back to answer that. That was uh, sort of the pinpoint question here in the interview, so appreciate this. And we'll do this down the road again. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Enjoy your day. You too. Appreciate it, Poole. That is uh, Dave Poole, an absolute gem uh, for connecting with us today. I know we had those difficulties last week, and it is the power of technology. You just never know what's going to transpire. And it's always great to get that perspective. Again, Dave mentioned former executive in the league. He's got the player look, too. He's in the media. Like, he's done it all. He knows what's going on, right? And, and that was the curious thing for me is, like, all this stuff that happens behind the scenes that people seem to be naive to, man. Like, do you think they go by on a daily basis? They never talk about Austin Matthews, what a trade would look like, Mitch Marner. Like, to say everything floats out there, no? Well, you would think so, and you would hope so. And, I mean, if you're going to be good at your job and you're going to, you know, exercise any and all options that could make your organization better, which I feel like is the definition of a good general manager, then you better be having those conversations, you know? And... I think the tough part is dealing with agents and, you know, you don't, it's not like you sit down with Austin Matthews every day and say, are you happy here? Do you ever have thoughts of leaving? Like it's, and even if he did, he'd keep those cards close to his vest and, you know, not want to give up any bargaining power this way or the other. So you're kind of treading, you know, on thin ice, even thinking about different things because you don't know the outcomes of these things. You don't know the effects of everything. And it's a very difficult, very um, scrutinized job very complicated job and again you're everyone and their dog especially in the market of the Toronto Maple Leafs is watching you waiting for you and scrutinizing you 24 7 it is just uh you know and for those reasons is why I kind of understand why Kyle Dubas is saying hey this is a big deal for me to do if I'm going to do it I'm going to go all in and this takes a toll on my family and it's not like he's 58 years old and his kids are 22 you know he's got young kids and he, his wife's you know it, it's a busy time and it's a cherished time and it goes by in the blink of an eye so to try to balance those two jobs I can imagine is very difficult and I think he was just being genuine in his uh in his statement saying hey I'm trying to be honest here and you know the number one issue with this job is the toll it takes on my family and then of course Twitter goes off and says what they say yeah. he's the only guy to ever have a fucking family doing a general well it's different and he's being honest so yeah. i i kind of yeah. i can see that part of it and everything that goes along with that job all the more reason to make sure you get the the, the right guy in there 
Yeah, no, I get it. Uh, the, the only thing I would bring up is that three, four days later, the, ma- the the family didn't matter as much when he asked for more money from MLSE, right? So it's it's somewhere in between the conversation. I don't doubt it. I think mental health is a serious thing. Don't get me wrong. I'm being a sarcastic asshole, but it is a part of the puzzle. And I don't think it's everything. Uh, there was bargaining tactics involved. And I think it's just so unique from a, uh, a PR standpoint. And we're going to see a back and forth. And Kyle Dubas, as we all expected, took the high road yesterday with his remarks saying onward pretty much. And uh, the Dubas family at the end. So we'll see if he does, in fact, pop up somewhere. He's already been linked to Pittsburgh. Perhaps with the new ownership coming to town in Ottawa, he could be linked to that. Imagine a battle of Ontario with Kyle Dubas as the GM of the Ottawa Senators, Rosie. That'd be wild, man. And I mean, we talk about Frank Saravalli breaking it down and how Pittsburgh would be a good fit for him. And quietly, he's like, that's not even close. Imagine he's at the helm of the Sens, man. I mean, Battle of Ontario, all the things that go along with that. After saying that his family XYZ, I I still believe that, oh, fuck, I don't know, man. You'd think he would take time (laughs) off after saying that. And literally, why say I'm not going to pop up anywhere else if I'm not with the Leafs? It was a Maybe. bargaining tactic, man. It was leverage. Did, did, uh, it worked really well, man. I don't. Uh, I think it would be leverage to say I've got options coming out my ass. I could go to Pittsburgh. Yeah. I'd go to Ottawa and, and, and GM against you guys if you want. Like, do you want me or not? Yeah. That's more leverage to me. To me, all yeah, I did fair. was put the seed in Brendan Shanahan's head that, hey, I'm, I'm not 100% committed to this Doubt. job. I've got some wavering opinions on it then he's going to go, holy fuck, I need a guy that's all in, man. And I think that hurt him, if anything, as far as leverage or bargaining. And I truly believe he went to his wife and said, do you want to do this or not? She's like, I don't want to say no. It's like opportunity of a lifetime. You could do it again. We'll never have to work again. Then we can travel the world with our kids, whatever you want to do. And he's like, okay, well, let's just go. If they fucking offer me this, then I'll take it and away we go. Maybe that was it. And yeah. they're like, You're, you want more money now? We're already on thin ice. See you later. And that's how it went down. That's my best guess. But Again, who knows, man, and we may never know. Hey, did you know Kyle Dubas is an Ottawa Senators fan growing up? I didn't know this. I heard that. I didn't know yeah. that, but I heard that. And it always helps when our producer here on the show, Alex, is actually a Sens fan or lives in Ottawa because he's now posting in the group, Dubas to Ottawa, then he trades for Matthews or Marner. Like, that's ever going to fucking happen because they'll never spend money in Ottawa regardless of the ownership. So good luck with that one. But uh I would love to see the Battle of Ontario pick up again. So if Kyle Dubas goes there, all the power to him. I hope he grabs social media by the horns like he did in Toronto. And there could be a nice little rivalry. And the Battle of Ontario could be back one day. You never know. But the Botano wrap-up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now, 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. Who knows? Maybe Dubas goes back to Ottawa and reacquires Matt Murray. That would be a great trade. Oh, you didn't. I sorry. I hope sorry. very much that he does. I hope that he does. <laughs> yeah, take that contract, Kyle. Please, thank you. You got it. Now take it back. All right, Rosie. For today's play, man, I just have uh, I struggled yesterday, man. We are all. I think the entire hockey world was on the Dallas Stars for a response, and they got destroyed. And their fans started throwing trash on the ice, and then. You know, Jamie Bender, captain, gets kicked out, Michael Bunting style, two minutes into the game and doesn't talk to the media after the game. That's a whole other conversation. But what is your play tonight? Game four of the Eastern Conference Final. Did you know if the Leafs beat the Panthers, they were going to win the Stanley Cup? (laughs) Yeah, I did know if they beat the Panthers, they would win the Stanley (laughs) Cup. Hence it being that much more frustrating. But they couldn't beat the Panthers. It looks like no one can beat the Panthers. But it's been an odd series as far as scoring and 
um, lots of overtimes, but low scoring and uh, just difficult to bet on, honestly. But I'm going back to this over 1.5 first period. I mean, you're basically betting that the game is not going to be one nothing after the first period. So, you know, minus 120, that's the best value I've seen that bet at because it hits quite often. Usually it's at about minus 150, 160, even 170. And uh, at minus 120, I think it's, it's likely that'll happen. Um, goals have got to start going in here. Let's put some money on it. All right, so I'm going to ride with you because you're my partner. I think you just have to go over the data first and foremost. I believe the Carolina uh, under has hit in 11 of 14 games here in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Just to know what you're up against, something like that. Um, I've been religiously hitting that under in the first period. But I'm going to ride with you because you're my partner. And it has to happen. And then, like, Saturday night happened where there were two disallowed goals, and there was supposed to be three goals in the first. So it ended up being one, and I hit the under. So we're going to hope for lots of offense tonight. Maybe Carolina wakes up, and we'll look at the over uh, first period, one and a half, okay? Maybe Bobber gets hit by a bicycle on the way to the rink or something. That's, <laughs> Don't uh, say that. But nonetheless, no. I feel like more than one goal in the first period, minus 120, let's go. It's due. Okay. okay. Well, I think, I don't know, if Alex wants to put that back on the screen, I thought I was reading minus 102 for the overhitting. Maybe I'm incorrect. I got to look this up now because it's going to bother me. Uh, yeah, so that's the play. Over one and a half is actually minus 102, so the odds tell us the oh, under is probably going to happen. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. 102. Put the farm on it. I am. We're going. We're hitting it. More than oh, one. Oh, wow. You're, you're, you're dead set on the value. You love that value of the I'm over, already, eh? I'm I'm opening my Botano uh, account right now. <laughs> Very well done. I know you got a Botano account out there. All right, let's get to the chat, man. It's on fire. And I'm just so happy I named this show Team Shanny or Team Cal or Team Shanny, man. It just seems to have sparked this entire debate. And many thanks again to Dave Poulin for hopping on today, giving us that unique perspective behind the scenes look at what's transpiring right now. Brandon Shanahan, again, the only name linked to the best of our knowledge so far is Bradshaw living. And I hope that brings us potentially a Boston pizza sponsorship on the show. It should, no? Oh, I hope so. Free for life. You got one of those in old. Yeah. Why not? No, because I know I know the boys over at Oilers Nation have a sponsorship with Boston Pizza. So Boston Pizza, if you're watching right now, I love the pierogi za. We'd love to jump aboard. And especially if Bradshaw Living comes to town, I think it's a perfect partnership, Rosie. Match made in heaven, obviously. We'll just get those member for life cards and I'll wheel and deal in that place whenever I want. Sounds perfect. I love that. I love that. Um, I wanted to answer this one from uh, Northern Ale, I believe. I'm pron or Northern Ale, excuse me. I can't read properly. Northern Ale, I believe, asked something to the tune of, will you guys be with us? Oh, how long you guys will be with us? Uh, we've gone over it the last couple weeks. We're going to be with you Monday to Friday essentially i believe june 3rd will be the only day where we don't do a show it's a friday but we're going to be with you all the way until free agency at which point in the summer i think we're going to scale back a bit still do shows for you they won't be live um but you'll be able to check out our youtube page and we're going to put out content whenever there's content to be put out i.e signing or a big time trade we're going to have you covered essentially so if you're still watching and, and listening right now and are wondering what's going to happen with this show as the offseason goes on, we are not leaving you at any stretch. We'll be with you until at least free agency. After that, we'll still be hammering out content and making sure you're up to date in the very latest on the Toronto Maple Leafs. So we got all facets covered here. Leafs morning take, Rosie.
I feel like uh, there's going to be no end to content <laughs> to be talked about. So we'll be live, yeah. yeah, till about free agency. I'm sure we'll probably even stay live after that a little while, depending on what kind of triggers are pulled on July 1 and after. And then, yeah, all through the summer, anything happens, man, we will be here knocking it out. I got uh, I got no other plans, to be honest with you. So I'm, I'm I... pumped. I, again, I've said it a lot of times. I, th I felt like the spring was going to be a little bit quiet. It's going to be anything but. Yeah, the only time you might not hear from me is like a two-week stretch in like the middle of dead of summer of the dog days of summer. Like I'm planning to get out to Greece and rest assured I'm not going to be on YouTube or anywhere around social media in Greece. Uh, I will be on the beach firing up drinks in Mykonos, the party islands of party islands. And yeah, I'm hoping that comes to together uh, over the next couple of weeks. But that is uh, the potential for yours truly coming up this summer. But Again, there's a lot to tackle, man. 37 days, Rosie, until July 1. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff over the next couple of weeks. So I want to hold the conversation. I was going to ask you about the reports that came out from Chris Johnson that Brennan fucking Shanahan called the, the big boys and said, you're going nowhere. Like, I, I'm not going to give my – well, I sort of did yesterday and said how I felt about that. But I want to leave that on the table for the coming days because I, I want to bang out some content. So we'll leave it at that. Um, a lot of people in the chat haven't tried Boston Pizza. They don't even sponsor this show specifically, but we I got a great par partnership with them over at uh, the Nation Network. I, I love their pierogi pizza. It's tremendous. Uh, just reading as well, Peter Laviolette's name is in the chat quite a bit. Bruce Boudreaux was on Monday Night Raw the other night. That's our guy. Imagine God. Gabby got the Leafs coaching job. That's the unfortunate part. Like Everybody's burying Sheldon Keefe, but... You would have to think his, his days are numbered, unfortunately. Like, I think he's a great coach. I just think his days are numbered, especially with his boy not being here anymore. Yeah, I think he's a good coach too. But after the season, I would have wanted to see him get changed out and maybe keep Dubas, but that's not happening. Yeah. So I, in my, the back of my mind, he's on his way out as well. Uh, nothing against him personally. I just, I don't feel like he, I think it's obvious he doesn't breed the energy and the passion that th that that group needs to get over the hump in the playoffs they just seem to disappear and i mean if you have a a guy that you're willing to go through a wall for who like lays out the game plan and you you understand holy shit this is what it takes to win they just don't seem to have that man they just don't seem to show up in the playoffs so and as far as some of the lineup issues going on the head scratchers with the blender and the justin hole and the mm -hmm. the the certain parts of games and periods and seasons on the line and who you have out there and stuff just is uh is is rough and i would like to see maybe this uh new gm comes in and, and puts a tailor-made coach so that they can work together for a common goal together pushing on to, to make this team go where they need to go random thought dude social media and linkedin specifically drives me insane like are you on linkedin fuck no for what? I got like daily messages. Hey, Nick, recently discovered your podcast. I wanted to reach out to let you know how impressed I am with your show. As a podcast enthusiast, I'd love to connect and discuss our shared passion. You think this person's not trying to sell me something? Like it's, it's, it's bullshit. It's like some of those emails you get where it's like, I have you pinpointed for a job. Anyways, I wanted to get that off my chest as we wrap today, Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's that corp it's that corporate talk yeah i don't do Fuck it i don't me, sit in, in corporate meetings i never had a corporate yeah. job so that stuff just makes me laugh going do you honestly talk like that because nobody does but it almost reminds me of dubis's uh dubis's uh release there it's all look, look, sounds like a pr person wrote it and it said a lot of nothing with a lot of words basically 
Oh, dude. I just love Dubas fam the Dubas family at the end. So he's now yeah. the Dubas family. This is from he's... his kids. Yes. <laughs> Fucking shit. Anyways, I think that's gonna do it. Great to have you back in the mix. You're gonna be back tomorrow. I believe you're off on Friday, but man, so much ground to cover. We'll see what happens next in this GM search. Maybe there's more than one name tomorrow. The uh uh everything's on the plate for us tomorrow, Rosie. We'll uh, we'll see what happens on Thursday, okay, buddy? I hope so. See you then. That's Jay Rosehill. Many thanks to everybody in the chat. You were fantastic with your thoughts, your comments, your concerns, and everything you brought to the table. Producer Alex, you're fantastic, even though you support the Ottawa Senators. And of course, Dave Poulin, absolute gem. Thanks you. so much for his time today. Take care and fuck the Ottawa Senators. <laughs>